Welcome to episode 242 of the flagship show of the Bitcoin Podcast. I'm your first host, Marcello. And I'm host number two, D. I'm host number three, Dr. Corey Petty, coming at you live. Today we are playing Block Party, Silent Alarm, the entire album on repeat. Yep. No K in Block. Know your band. Baltimore. Know your band. Baltimore band. Yeah, isn't that a like uh, like Eastern European thing to put the no K in the word block? Well, I don't, the lead singer is not American. He's he's from like Amsterdam or something. Oh, huh. The band is the band came oh, out of Baltimore. Baltimore. I've only driven today? through Baltimore. What are we doing today? Um, same thing that we do every week, man. All right, brain. We're going to talk about roadmaps for Bitcoin, talking about crypto as a tool, giving the people what they want. Get this, get this. A temporary combination of parties and a legislative assembly is a block. Fucking Without a case. Cares. That's what Merriam-Webster Nobody cares. think about it. Um, yeah, man. So there were some things I wanted to see if we could get to talk to this week. Um but the first thing is i want to go back to you joe you mentioned the fire festival you guys watched it this week yeah i did watch it yeah holy shit man the fire festival and like the parallels between i put here an embarrassing majority of crypto ah what do you mean okay go for it let's not let's not go with a majority let's say like the the what you saw, like from an outside perspective, may look like a majority, but it wasn't. It was like the projects that spent a ridiculous amount on marketing. Like, like Fire Festival was a couple couple dudes that somehow got Instagram famous from using all those models and sold a bunch of stuff that they weren't going to be able to do. So it's the same situation where you have a small amount of people being incredibly loud, offering things they can't do. That then, from an outside perspective, looks like the majority. Which was crypto. Like every time you see Lambos and Ferraris and ten times your investments, and your your family's asking you about it on Thanksgiving. That wasn't like the majority that. of the people doing it. It was a small minority being incredibly loud. Well, okay, we could say the majority of ICOs because they were really, really easy to start. With that, maybe they weren't all outright scams. I'd say. Okay, here's here's a question that I have across like for for this for this thing. Did he set out to 
scam people or was he just so delusional? I think that's what he does. Was he so delusional to think that he could do this appropriately? I think it's the latter. And just got way in over his head and refused yeah. to like admit defeat and then forced Is the people guy to not do things. In jail now? Yeah, because he went he went in over his I think he was in over his head and then he started breaking the law then to try to make the reality happen by lying to investors and all that because he he wouldn't take no for an answer like this had to happen yeah so he's just a, he's a I piece don't... of shit that tried to do something he couldn't do and i think that's that rings true for a lot of the attempted projects last year there's a lot of people that, 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 that promised a bunch of stuff that they didn't understand and weren't able to deliver that doesn't mean that they were outright scams or set out to do so Granted, there were projects that set out to take advantage of people and make make money without ever ever doing anything. That was their original goal, but that was not mm -hmm. the majority. Yeah, but there's no like delineation between intent and not like when you have a delineation between murder and manslaughter. Like one, I went out to murder that person, or I didn't hit them with my car on purpose. I was just negligent when I turned the curve, like. It's there's no there's none of that delineation with fraud. Fraud is fraud, and at the end of the day, it's the consumer that's well, hurt. I think it has to do. It, it is because there's there's there, the potential for it to continue, like the odds of someone, like, going out with a with the with the mindset of committing fraud versus someone who happens to fall into it because they're incompetent, is very different. It's not that probabilistic for the former to happen, but it's very likely for the latter to happen mm -hmm. like it's way easier to to get into something that you're over yeah. your head in it's almost more dangerous you know what i mean yeah it is and, and it's, it's like we need to understand where that comes from and how to avoid it whereas like yeah. you can't like the there's gonna be shitty people that that, that have a mindset of going and defrauding people but they're relatively small and i don't think you can, you can try to avoid it but it's 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 like you said. It's more dangerous to have the other party that of a, a group of people who think they can do a bunch of shit that clearly mm -hmm. can't. That then end up frauding people because they're incompetent. But also, if you saw the Hulu version, they actually interview him, and they were like, "Hey, uh, you know, in these documents, it said you've you know you've committed fraud." And he'll and it's an actual interview, and he's like, "Show me one instance where I've committed fraud. Show me one instance. I bet you can't." but you can't do it. And the interviewer is like, uh, and then he like reads a direct quote and then it just pans to him being like silent and then it like fades to black. Yeah. I got to watch the Hulu one. I really want to look like, get the, get a feel for what talking oh. with this guy must be like. Dude's and then it, it dives into his past successes as well. To, so you understand that he didn't come out of nowhere. Like he had this thing called a magnesium, magnesium card. Yeah, but something. even that was kind of fraudulent. They said in the Netflix special, because they said the only thing that it really allowed you to do is get access to this like um, VIP pen, VIP condo in New York. Mm -hmm. But when it came to the other features of getting discounts on premium concert tickets legends room that didn't work yeah that part didn't work and people lost their money and there was no customer service for it and yeah, what he would do is he would take out a personal loan to buy the tickets to give the tickets to those people all right so like did this have a real effect on the world 
Because like, like the, no. the, 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 the projects that do things like this within crypto, are they having a real negative effect on crypto? Well, the the my big takeaway was like a lot of people that worked under him like questioned the the tactics and the ethics of what he was doing, but nobody ever really said anything. So like, uh, I like I, I don't want to use your company as an example, but I got to it was just like you know when we went to the hackathon, it was like oh we don't have any bosses and you you can kind of do whatever you want here and then traditional people were like really you don't have to answer anybody there's no hierarchy system there's really you don't have to answer anybody like it's it's i i don't know if anyone in that organization questioned the structure of the company or if they just went along with it because that it's the future you know and i don't know if fire employees actually voiced their opinions until the documentary was made or if they really did it like in the boardrooms like really like yeah but there's many companies trying that like decentralized structure in this space. Well, and... it's, a, it's a it's a balance. I think I think status went too far, and now we've 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 structured ourselves. We've we've actually played with quite a few different structures. It's just not like the standard traditional hierarchy where you have like boss, sub boss, sub boss workers. You know. Yeah. Do you think anybody at Filecoin though was like, man, we really raised 120 million in 12 seconds? Should we do that? Should we be doing that? <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> you know, like, oh, we got money, think... son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think they knew. I don't think any these companies. I'll tell you what, man. If I raise that much money in that short amount of time, I'd be shit in my pants. I'd be so well, scared. If the, if the SEC is coming, just distracting with your great yoga skills. Yeah, that part I was like, oh wow, this guy's an asshole. I mean, it's a great documentary, and I don't really say that typically about documentaries because I'm not one of those people that just like. I know there's serial documentary watchers out there that are like, I, I watched this documentary on on uh, desks, and I had no idea that it was the kind of furniture that people used until the 17th century, and it's like, dude, get the fuck out of here, nobody. But it was a good. <laughs> That you know somebody like I know you know somebody like that. That's like watch the documentary on sawdust. But um, yeah, it was good. A lot of parallels between cryptos. A lot of projects in the space <clears throat> Tron <clears throat> that just seem like they don't know what they're doing. Hey, but that's I want to talk about that too. There's uh, like 2018 like exposed a lot of scams. Mm-hmm. I still see XYO Network. I still see Tron. They're not scammed. You whoa, careful now. Go fuck yourself. If all right, I'm, you can't. <laughs> you can't just say scam and then sure, okay. I can say whatever fuck I want. I can say whatever I want. It's my opinion. Captain if I think Walmart, if I think Walmart sucks, I can say Walmart sucks. They're not going to. Can't sue. say Walmart's a scam. Today's episode sure is brought to you by Walmart. Yeah, Amazon's a scam. They don't pay their warehouse workers. Whatever. Walmart's a scam. Every time I go in there, nobody knows where shit is except for me. <laughs> scam. But I'm saying like it. it the general consensus is Tron and XYO has shitty white papers and they're whatever, lack of a better word, scam. How are they surviving? How are they raising capital? How are they building out products? I mean, there's this weird, there's this weird, like, I don't want to call it a dichotomy, but difference between, um, what like, it's like personal self-interest and what drives a good portion of a lot of these projects is just pure speculation. And, People who are speculating, like traders, don't give a good goddamn of what a project is doing 
They just only care about short-term gains and, and market manipulation. And if they mm -hmm. if they could make a buck off buying and selling in a short amount of time, they're going to do it regardless of whether or not like the motivation of the underlying project is true or not. Yeah. So how do we know what's legitimate and what's not then? You ask people who are building. Like the builders will tell you because they're the one building. Otherwise, it's just all speculation. That's why that, I think that's the importance of builders is that they can discern between. Well, we can actually let's go into this here in a little bit. They should be able. They have the capability of being able to discern discern between scams, kind of projects, so on and so forth. There's there's builders at Tron that think that what they're doing oh, is yeah. legitimate. So oh, I mean, yeah. that's what I, was, that's, that's what I, I wanted to go further into that is that. Like, it's now impossible as a builder to keep up with all of the things that are currently going on and have a inf have an informed opinion on on everything. Like, I am so invested in Ethereum because I spend so much time with Ethereum, and I still mm -hmm. don't know all the projects that are being built on it, but I'm comfortable with the way and with 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 where it's going because I spent so much time there that and because of that I don't have enough time to spend on other things so I don't have a very good opinion on them like I don't know of the like the bleeding edge roadmap of Bitcoin or Dfinity or Cadena or all these other networks that are trying to pop up and do something because I don't spend any time with them I just I, I don't have the bandwidth and no one does so whenever you hear builder shill shit they're they're speaking from their personal perspective of where they're spending all of their time so are you still accumulating ETH? yeah of course yeah likewise ETH is just a it's just the rock it's got the it's the most promising project in the space in my in my but opinion. there's there's other things that are that could potentially that's what i'm trying to get at like I have a I have a narrow perspective because that's where I spend all my time. Like there's potential for these other projects mm -hmm. to be successful. But I can't yeah, say anything about them because I haven't vetted them. And the only people who will say something are probably the shills that are spending their time there. And so like they have yep. the same unique narrow perspective of where they're spending their time. It's very hard to find someone who's very broad. Like I'm relatively broad in my understanding of what's going on across the space because of this podcast yeah you know this reminds me of a documentary i watched on the concept of broad and I, hold on, <laughs> no, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um wait what, what level of vetting needs to be done before a shill becomes a person who does their due diligence it, it's it's well what it taps into almost Jello, it gets to a point where it could it could go into tribalism as well and you'll you're never really gonna know because if a project has a, a bunch of people behind it and they're passionate then it there, there'd be so much noise how could you know who's right or wrong or what is or isn't the direction things are supposed to be going you know what i mean and then there's there's natural competition there so that's 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 what it boils down to. Like, for instance, like um, I've read many times that the Wright brothers weren't the only dudes trying to be the first person for 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 man's flight. 
Did you watch a documentary on that? Uh, I was forced to actually. In school. <laughs> <laughs> I was forced to in school and do a project on them or whatever. But there were like two other groups of people that were like, "Yeah, we're, we're we want to fly," and it was the same story. People, their their neighbors were like, "You're, you're stupid." People can't fly. You're wasting all your money and time and your life. It's just a waste of time. And but the difference between those times and now is like it seems like or, or sorry, the difference between that example and crypto is that in crypto is like okay, Bitcoin has its camp of people, and then there's Litecoin, Ether, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum Cash, Tron, Quantum. Like there's so many different camps trying to essentially do kind of the same thing like they still want everybody to use it and want to be globally um globally utilized i think it's there's so much competition that it just looks like it's like mad max sometimes you know you know, you know the wright brothers they they didn't invent flight they ripped somebody off and had better marketing a brazilian nope word nope. that wasn't part of the documentary nope because they had good marketing had a good publicist. I don't. I don't think that's <laughs> the case. <laughs> well, no, I don't they, think that's the case. Get fucked. No. Yeah. They. Yeah. They got who? The reason why you think that they invented flight is because they muted the other guy, and then they were the loudest voice on the mountain. Is that marketing? Or is that mentioned. hashtag marketing? That's, that's silence. That's nineteenth century marketing. I thought Leonardo da Vinci invented it, anyways. <laughs> What, I've seen the drawings. The little spiral helicopter machine. Anyway, ornithopter. Yeah. Anyway, it's kind of like uh, how did Columbus discover us if there were people already here? You know, it's one of those things. Anyway, let's get back to crypto on this one. Uh, yeah, right. Like, there's there's a lot of camps, and I try and I, I was asking myself this the other day, like, how would I, how would I know since I I am so heavily invested personally with my time in ethereum how will i know if it's screwing up and i'm not becoming like a shill or a part of an echo chamber and that's a good question because there's are because, there metrics for uh, this? Let's, is there a way let's, let's, let's like take this into consideration like there's no boss of ethereum i guess you could say vitalik is somewhat of a benign dictator of what's going on but there's like the way that decisions are made from my personal first-hand experience isn't always coming from Vitalik. It's coming from a very large group of people talking and discussing things. And so because of that, because it is decentralized in the way that the governance works in a lot of ways is means that you're going to not agree with somebody in that thing. And so like, there's no, it's, it's much more difficult to, spot malfeasance or things going in the wrong direction because it's so broad like, mm -hmm. i can't be like this isn't going to work this is clearly not going to work because the ceo is a fuckhead like you would do for a normal company right mm -hmm. it's it's like it takes a long time for you to realize that something's going wrong and by that time you may be you may be too far in well, how do we counter tribalism? Yeah, how do we how do we officially learn the lessons of yesteryear where there isn't a bunch of bullshit out there and there are 
actual good projects. Like when what's, CNBC what starts talking about something, you know that it's, it's bad. Oh, I like what you did there. <laughs> when they were when they were trying to tell people how to buy Ripple, you could say you could say things went sour from there. Yeah, well, buy Ripple at the tippy top, sell it at the bottom. <laughs> what, if, what if what if Vitalik started tweeting honest criticism? And and showcase I mean like really showcasing weaknesses of a project that he's involved with. Yeah, but I start. don't know if he gets too involved in projects. He's just a scientist. He needs he's to doing research. If he's a voice. I think his time is valuable and he should be spending it on making sure the project that he's most dedicated to can scale and work on the roadmap associated with that. And that's what he's doing. And then also, uh, you know, I called Tron a scam and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I mean. No, you didn't call Tron a scam. I would have said, yeah, 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 yeah. You called XYO and some other things that are scam. Right. Clearly not. They just maybe they may not know what they're doing, but they're not. Well, I mean, who's to say if, if a project is a scam, they should be classified as such. That's I, what I'm I, saying. I like I, you, I, you can't call something a scam that's just incompetent yeah it's just a comment it's 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 a misuse of the word scam and it and it's it's used way too broadly in my opinion people use the word scam way too broadly like people saying if you look at a white paper and and it's paper thin then it's a scam yeah but there's but people still misuse the word right like like xyo i think is is just a company that doesn't know what they're doing they're not they're not motivated to go out and take advantage of people yeah they're That's trying to aim. make something work, and they're not. So because they're, they're ignorant, it. that what? doesn't make them a scam. No, because they don't know what they're doing. But if no. they knew what they were doing, and then they were deliberately not doing a good job, that's a scam. So all companies that fail because of incompetence are scams. But they have no product, and they don't know what they're doing. They do have a product. Now, if they you know what you're product. doing, and you still fail because you can't get a right customer base, or you can't sell your product, that's different than having a shitty white paper, no products buying formula exactly they have those things like they they do have a product they do have a company they are it's not it's the opposite of uh like fuck token or something like that is which is a real thing which i'm sad about but it's the opposite (laughs) of that you know is zero collins today yeah all we're saying is like um you can't you got to be careful about calling things scams because I used I'm guilty of it too. I've done it on the show before. Where I'm like, oh, scammy, scam, scam, and I do it on um. I do it on just the header sometimes when I'm reading just the headers. I'm like, God, it just smells so sour. You just got to be careful with it. That all. That's all. I just don't like um, I don't like people saying scam when it's really just incompetence. Like incompetence yeah. should be called what it is, and you don't, you don't invest in it because they're not going to be able to deliver what they're what they're saying they're going they're trying to deliver because it's 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 either poorly planned or stupid. Mm-hmm. I also feel like we should do but a scammer to a scammer should be like like outcasted like they they need to be like like they, it's it's a much 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 worse thing than incompetence. Like well, that's the thing with Fire Festival. Was he a scammer or was he just incompetent? I think he personally was. No, when he started out, when he started out, 
Did he start out to scam people, or was it like, oh shit, we don't have a product? Yeah, well, they had a product. Remember, like we literally just talked about it. Like, we said that it, there's no difference on the consumer. Remember, the consumer still gets hurt whether somebody does it on purpose or they set out to do it. We just talked about that. But so he we didn't need to go over that. Again. He didn't go to jail though because he was ripping off consumers. He could have ripped off consumers and just and never had another festival. He went to jail because of fraud. He went to jail because he ripped off rich people. Yes. It has nothing to do with consumers. That's why Ja Rule is still out there. Ja Rule, baby. Yeah, but it can't help myself. It, Where would I be without him? I can't even. I, that's why I knew it was going to get to Ja Rule at some point. And we were going to be able to continue. <laughs> I did ask him to come on the show, and he said no. And that just. I'm telling you, if I'm on that team and I go into um, like a kickoff meeting, like, all right, guys, let's start kicking off the production for this fire festival. And then I look and I say, <laughs> or this is going, is that, is that draw rule over there? And then I whisper to you, like say, Corey, we're in the same room. Or I'm like, Hey, Jello Corey, is that draw rule? Like, and he, he, I, like, I think that's draw rule. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is draw rule doing here? Why is he? <laughs> Like, is this a like late to early two thousands uh, rehash small pocket show that he got invited to come do? Because if the situation doesn't involve raspy yelling, Jaw Rule shouldn't be there. Like that, that should just be a rule of thumb. What if it's Fifty Cent, a Jaw Rule of thumb. Fifty Cent. <laughs> if Fifty Cent was in my like business ja meeting, I would say. <laughs> That was actually really good. <laughs> jaw rule of thumb. <laughs> it's not about raspy yelling. Jaw rule shouldn't be there. That is a jaw rule of thumb. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, should... shit. We got someone who joined. Oh, who is with us? Got... Who is that? A jaw hey. rule of thumb. What's up, guys? Hey. Who are you? How are you? What's your name? Where are you from? Slack username. Uh, this is Mark's fake last name. Oh, what's yeah, up, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last name. How's it going so far? It's, it's going good. We talking just... about Jaw Rule. Yeah. <laughs> we were just <laughs> wrapping up talking about the Fire Festival and, you know, how uh, do you discern a scam from not a scam? How do you... Because it's important, right? It's a lesson that the whole space needs to learn. Here's a question for you, Mark. And I don't know if you came in wanting to talk about something, which we'll get to, but... What's the difference between, or is there a difference, or does it really matter if there is a difference between someone who is scamming somebody, like motivated to go out and scam somebody, versus someone who's just incompetent? <laughs> um, in terms of outcome, I think it's the exact same thing, but it's certainly morally different, I guess. Should yeah. you treat them differently? Or how do you? How do you how do you differentiate them for, as a as a consumer or a, a person? Um, Hard hitting questions here I today, mean, because then you're agreeing with Ja Rule <laughs> that it wasn't fraud; it was just false advertising. So it, there needs to be some, <laughs> you need to discern them differently. You ha I mean, you have to. What is false advertising if not fraud? Touche salesman. Yeah. Uh, it's like diet fraud. <laughs> diet fraud. Yeah, it's got no calories. It's pretty empty. It's not going to do anything for you. It's the keystone light of fraud. Yeah, <laughs> it's the natty, I natty light. Um, 
I know. I, that's a good question. Oh, actually. We should ask Amy that question. She <laughs> probably know. So, Mark, um, do you have something you want to come on and ask or talk about? Um, shit, let me try to remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was curious about Sorry. I have, like, notes on my phone that I got to look at. Uh, I was curious about your guys' thoughts on Bitcoin carnivores. I don't even know what that Bitcoin is. Bitcoin carnivore? Is yeah, like uh, that carnivorism movement. Oh, yeah? Bitcoin Can you explain carnivore. that to me? Have you guys not heard of this? No. We no. have not. I don't even know what, big, what a Bitcoin carnivore is. Uh, there's just a group of guys in the Bitcoin community that are like, oh, we have sound money, now we need a sound diet. And the way they're doing that is they're focusing on more and more red meat and less and less, you know, grains, vegetables, fruits, and shit. Oh, literally. They're literally talking about eating, yeah. eating meat and not... I'm Bitcoin reading stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, enjoying that. Who the fuck okay. cares? Well, <laughs> I'm no scientist or anything. No, I'm kidding. That's the same thing people say right before they say something really stupid. I am a scientist, and I have a, I have um, a PhD in chemistry. Sure, eat red meat. But you I'm... have a PhD in, like, meat eating. No, I don't. Or do you? No, I don't. <laughs> That's his second PhD. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can't just eat meat, I don't think. Oh, actually, so I was, I don't know if you've listened to uh, uh, Rogan much, but he's had a few people on that literally, like quite literally, only eat red meat. That's that's it. That's the only thing that they 100%. eat. 100%. It's called the carnivore diet. Just 100% red meat. Yeah. Were there cavemen that did that or something? What is that? Uh, that's about? just. I'm sorry, but that's like that's, and that's the, the only, literally the only thing that keeps them that keeps them from having like ridiculous symptoms. Like they, 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 I don't know, they have these weird bodies where they're allergic to all things, like including like broccoli. And they literally, the only way in which they don't have symptoms is if they only eat red meat. That's. Do they not learn in like fourth grade science what the word omnivore means? Do they not learn that? that? Oh, I get it. D, you're, you're feeding into right where they want you. It says here, if someone's willing to say, oh, hey, I'm into this thing that 90% of everyone says is dead wrong, then you've probably got yourself a cryptocurrency fan and an all-meat dieter. So the more you defute it, Are you the reading more they, something they like right it. now? It's yeah, a like from that article. link in there for you to read it uh, in, in, our, in our channel. So, so they love to be a part of things that people say, you can't do that. I think that's... Oh, okay. So they're evolved hipsters is what they are. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Is that what you're getting at, Mark? I guess so, yeah. I mean, I, won. I don't know. It just seems like a weird subset of Bitcoin enthusiasts. It's well, yeah, that was, yeah. well, I think the nature, like what Cello just mentioned, of of this space will attract people like that. Like the, those types of people mm -hmm. will do this be, just based on the way they operate in the world. That doesn't mean that only people who are into Bitcoin are like that, but you're going to get that subset of people because... It's niche and new, and you know, in order in order to be a part of this space, you need to get it, and I get it, so I'm special. Yeah, but they're fucking stupid. <laughs> this has to be a joke. I feel like I'm getting trolled. Like this feels this feels trolly. This Bitcoin carnivores thing. I feel like it's really just a big joke. But no, I think there's people like that. Or like what someone came up with a joke it, and then someone else was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And they're like, whoa, no, it's not. And they're like, it is, though. Interesting. Well, if you are eating just red meat, um, you know, I, I, 
I don't know how you're there's just a lot of things that should be happening inside of your body that aren't going too well, I don't think. See, what had happened was, is the, the thing that you're eating had eaten a bunch of grains beforehand, so you're, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, what's that shit called? Like, essence of something, where, like, they, they dilute something in water, like, a billion times, and then you drink that, and you're supposed to get something from it. Yeah. Um, the same herbology type shit. I don't know what that's called, but I do know that that's weird. Similar, but... similar story there. Yeah, Mark. Um, I think that it's kind of a trolley thing. That's from looking at it here. I don't know if anyone's doing this really. Should we try it for a week? Nope. And report back. So yeah, uh, the thing if about we can doing that box is I don't like as a being constipated, <laughs> so I'm not gonna eat red meat only for a week. I'd rather not. I think we could do it like a Morgan Spurlock tile, uh, you know, documentary, like Supersize Me, and we just we do it. <laughs> We're the Bitcoin carnivores, and then we get a net, we get a documentary on Netflix, and then people say, you know, I saw this documentary. Yeah. The, the camera's <laughs> just outside the bathroom door for ninety percent of the documentary. Where we're trying to take a shit. I don't know what kind and of meal we're talking eating. through That's the door. Works. You know, the worst <laughs> part about the carnivore diet. <laughs> But I made up for it by getting really cushiony <laughs> toilet seats. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know if you intended. I don't even know if we answered his question. <laughs> I think we did. He said, do you know about the yeah, Bitcoin I... carnivore okay. movement? And we said no. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Um, right, maybe we... a more important question then. What do you guys think? Like you're talking a lot about, you know, mainstream adoption and whatnot. And there was kind of a lot of backlash when Samurai switched to not including uh, fiat uh, display, basically. It's only displayed in Bitcoin. What do you guys think about that? I think I was, I think I like I was it. stupid. It was stupid, but I like it. <laughs> I think that you, some things, some learned behaviors have to be force-fed, whether you like it or not. And the, a large majority of the planet thinks in currency in very large numbers. And we in the U.S. and 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 like uh, most Western civs, we never had, we've always had this luxury of like, oh, everybody uses our stuff as the reserve, so we only had to use small units. Well, like when you go over to Thailand, it's like this shirt costs twenty three thousand. What? Like what? I don't even know. Twenty three thousand. What's that called? Bat or whatever they use in Thailand. And so I yeah. think that I think that oh, by yeah. forcing people to use uh crypto as the math that they're the mental math that they're doing slowly breeds that epoch where people are like well if this stuff is going to be valuable and used on the daily it's got to have enormous value we've got to start exploring the rest of those decimal points um yeah now it does the 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 point between a and b that i just mentioned is very long and doesn't take place overnight but I do like that they're forcing the envelope and saying like, "Hey, satoshis are what you need to be going by, or 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 bits, or or whatever you want to call them, or or what you need to be using." Yeah. So, Cello, do you have an opinion here? I have a I have very strong opinion here, so I'm gonna wait. Uh, I was dealing with my daughter, so I actually didn't hear the question. So go ahead. All right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, I think it was stupid. I think it was a dumb move, and software companies should not make strong opinions um, that don't give their users an option to do what they want to do. Um, if, 
you're gonna if you're gonna create things that are supposed to be used by people, you should give them the option to use it how they want safely. Uh, so would you was, be okay this with was it just as the forcing, This was just forcing an ideology on somebody. Yeah, I think it, it lost a lot of it lost a lot of users in there. Now, what they did, like now the the other thing that happened to them in which they like were forced to nerf a lot of their options for users just to get through the, app, the yeah. centralized app store um, was 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 rough. And what they did instead was create the unnerfed version through an APK, like a downloadable version on a website, which isn't necessarily um, a safe way to do something, but they at least gave people the option to be able to get the unnerfed version of their software. And that's a whole different story, and I applaud them for that, but I think they're only US, only Bitcoin... Um, User experience is fucking stupid because we're not there yet. Like, yeah, yeah, D, it's it's nice when we get there, but we're not there yet. We won't be there for. for I don't think we'll we ever be there. That. But like, and and, and because of and you can't force that ideology on somebody. That's just it's just it's a, it's a waste of time, and you lose and you lose users from a from a yeah. soft, like from a from a company perspective. Governments force it on people. Well, is that what we're trying to do? Make it right. I know we're trying to do. Make it right, but huh? Is that is that the mentality we're trying to take, or is that the thing we're trying to not do? Like in my in my opinion, you make software that gives people the the tools they need to make better decisions themselves, and don't force your opinion on them. In my opinion, you make software to sell it for nine ninety nine a month, baby. Software as a service. That's what I'm talking about. Then offer a premium package and an elite package. You got yourself a business. I don't know, Mark, what do you think? Um, I think I like it as a default option, but I think that it should be able to be adjusted in, you know, settings. Yeah, I am fine with that. That'd be great. Yeah, because yeah. I like the fact that they're focusing like we are Bitcoin wallet. That's it. Like and they have great features. They have advanced features for a wallet in terms of the things that you can yeah. do that actually take advantage of the Bitcoin protocol correctly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of privacy focus. Yeah. You know. I like that we hit that frame, that vein of adoption there uh, because I saw something that I hope it's not Photoshop fake, but in the new Samsung, there's going to be a blockchain oh, key store real. feature. Huh? It's just uh, yeah. real, for as far as I can tell. That is very sexy. So the S10 was it? The S10? It's gonna yeah, have a native yeah. crypto wallet. Now I'm worried that they do a poor implementation of a wallet, and it's not safe. That's All what right, I'm worried about. Well, is that gonna be a uh, uh, software that's gonna be on a phone when you get it? Yeah, yeah. It's like native to the phone, OS. Native to the operating system. It's gonna have. System. It's probably. It should. It very well should take advantage of the secure element hardware, like separated hardware inside a phone. Because yeah. a phone has a lot of like uh, separated S hardware secure for security transaction features. Environment. Why would they, they do that? It. Why would they just come out of left field and do that? Because they see the trend that's coming, bro. We talked about they this. No, I'm not, I'm not knocking bro. it. So no, if a new user gets it, uh, you think they're gonna, are you gonna be like, what is this? And then yeah. just like, never open it again? I don't know, do or you, you use Android Pay? Do I say that again? Do you use Android Pay? Do you load all I your don't. credit cards on your phone? I don't. Because no, it's on no, your phone. No. I don't do that. Oh, okay. there you go. It's an option that you have that you don't use. Yeah. So there's. I do, however. I travel a lot, and I don't feel like getting out my card and all the nonsense. 
and I want to be just that much cooler than the people standing behind me. So I use my little Apple Pay. Kling! Does it make that noise, or you just do it that does. whenever you What's use the it? noise it makes when you? I look at my phone at my fa- and it looks at my face and it says, "What's up, bro?" And I'm like, "Hey, phone. I'm about to pay for this soda." And it goes, "Kling." Is that the? And then you switched it over from the Siri to the gangster voice. Is that? Yeah, I, got I wish they had special that. app the, an exhibit actually wish. is my theory. <laughs> yeah. well, once it's on an iPhone, that's going to be amazingly huge because yeah. the Apple store hates crypto apps. Fuck iPhone. But if it's, Fuck if it's on their default, yeah, I don't like iPhones either. But if that's default on their new iPhones, that means the app store is going to be a lot more lenient in letting apps on their app store. And that's good for adoption. Yeah, I, I thought that was a great bane for adoption. Mm-hmm. Because now, Cello, there are going to be naturally curious people out there. There's always the people that get their new phone and like, let me go through the settings and see what there's a new setting in here. And then they see, what blockchain key store? What's that? And then they get the screens that tell them what blockchain is. They get the screens that tell them what private keys are. They get the screens that also tell them why their private keys are safe in the phone. It's one step closer to um, being able to like natively use web3 enabled web pages right so like right now if you go to um some cryptocurrency enabled web page that allows you to transact or do something you need something like metamask installed on your browser which is an extension yep. or you need like status or, or something installed on your phone you need a wallet that interacts with those pages that allows you to send transactions that manages your keys for you and often hooks in to the JavaScript uh, of the web page and does that negotiation, right? Uh, mm-hmm. This is one step closer to it just being a native passive experience that just that's just a part of your device. You don't have to add extra things or figure yeah. out how to do it. So when you, like now, if you have that phone, you can just go to a cryptocurrency enabled website and do things without doing without having to install software or understand what's going on. That's a big do, step do, forward. Do you think that? Uh... Like when the Finney launched, everybody came into the office to celebrate the grand opening of that product launch. And then like the Samsung Galaxy screenshots came out and they were like, oh, God damn it. I literally, yes. everyone, <laughs> it's so funny. It's like everyone who does like a hardware wallet option, those kinds of things. I always ask them on like announcements. I'm like, are you worried that, you know, smartphones are just going to innovate and people won't need your thing? And they're like, oh, no, because, you know, people would love carrying around a Tamagotchi for money. (laughs) (laughs) Did they not love carrying around Tamagotchis? And I was like, I mean, they were 12. Like, people just want it all in one little device, and we have it. So As soon as I saw that (laughs) screenshot, if I worked at Finney, I would be shopping applications around. I'd be like, ah, shit. Uh, What we're doing isn't so special anymore. That's a shout at you, Finney. We see them on our damn phones. I mean, I need my phone's cracked, like so. I'll use it just as a regular phone. That's what I'm excited about. I don't have to buy another phone. Uh, well, what else you got, Mark? Yeah, you got anything else, Mark? What else I got? Uh, we don't have content, so we're asking you for it. Yeah, we have. No, don't say that. Uh, so I know that you guys are. Um, I think it was Dean mentioned at one point that. He wanted to do like basically enough shows that it was like a twenty-four hour oh, yeah. Bitcoin podcast network, right? That's my dream. 
Yeah, that's our dream. It's tough to execute the dream, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, mean, I wanted to create a URL that was like tbp247.com, and mm-hmm. you just go, and it's just like XM satellite radio content all the time. See, yeah. right now we have about 500 plus hours of content, so we could do it, and you know, it'd run for a week or so. <laughs> yeah. you do a repeat every week. Yeah. So. Yeah, but what, where are you going with that? Sorry. Uh, I was curious if you guys have like anything in the pipelines for new shows, like new, like you're gonna do like a Lightning Network theme show or something. Yeah, Any sort I, of new I, there's, thing there's some talk slash work being done um, slowly on a security minded show. It's going to be um, not necessarily blockchain security, just security in general. It will include blockchain, like how to manage private keys appropriately, how to you know not get fished, things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I would, I'd like to have. Could you could you can basically create infinite content around security alone? Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Lightning Network. Is that a show that you would like to see that we don't talk about enough? Uh, I. I absolutely would. Is there enough content there? Do you think there's enough? You think there's enough to have like a weekly show just on Lightning? Um, It's it's getting to that point. Yeah, Lightning is growing really fast, and nobody nobody's really talking about it, and nobody is getting into the details of what the those numbers mean. You know, like how Bitcoin it takes a while to grasp what difficulty means, hash rate means. Uh, what that number even means like you tell somebody it's like so many exa hashes what the hell does that even mean and for lightning network it's capacity and channels and right now there's approaching 7,000 open channels with a capacity of i think like 1.2 million dollars or something and so what it all boils down to is that increases the probability that your transaction for cheetos goes exactly to who you wanted it to go and that's a big deal so um yeah and you guys could do like interviews with like jack Ma and um elizabeth stark and whatnot i think it'd be interesting elizabeth stark has agreed to go on our show three times and she never follows through that's that's out shout out Hmm. to you elizabeth i'll get you one day i know you're a shout out like is that is that the is that what a shout out is i don't think that's what a shout out is is. i think that's like hey looking at you shout out shout out to the winkle vibe for always avoiding us but liking our tweets yeah and their companies like our tweets, but it, it, I well, they always what, answer us. Yeah, but like, but, I, um, I don't, I don't think the, we have the bandwidth to do a lightning show ourselves. I would like to have someone who is knowledgeable do a show under our brand, yeah. like you to know, like bring someone in to do that work. I know just who to talk to. My favorite German uh, teacher, yeah. um, and I'll reach out to him. For you, Mark, and see if maybe we can at least start with maybe a, you know, once a month show where we're diving a little deeper into the Lightning Network than just talking about how awesome it's getting. And yeah, yeah. give you. Um, Who's this? Uh, it's the German guy. The German guy with the ponytail and the blonde hair. We interviewed him. The glasses. Are you talking we about Rene Picard? Yeah. Yeah, Rene Picard. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, he's great. He could be our host. He could be the host of that show. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's already making well, content, so it's all... not like he doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, he, but he already puts a lot of work into his own show. So we, yeah, he's uh, not interviewing people. It's just it'll that's true. Have him come on for occasional interviews, and we'll air it. It's just not hard. Um, 
Thank you for the idea, though. That does give us an idea. For I always wanted a mining show, but uh, never got off the ground. But maybe Dave Carlson's hard free. To find I hear he's free. But, yeah. If I were a miner, I'm not talking anywhere in public. Why not? Well, the, they had a booth across from us at the one of those conferences. They love talking yeah. to people. Uh, well, and, that, and that, those are miners that are trying to get in the game. If I'm a miner and I'm winning the game, I'm talking to nobody. You mean to tell me I've, I've got a well of money that pours out money? I'm not talking to anybody about it. No, you can, you can wear a V for Vendetta mask and not reveal your name and still come on and do yeah. a show and spread the, the gospel. Because that's not creepy. I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm just a normal guy. I, uh, you know, like, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> That's creepy as hell. Hey, some people would, uh, I don't know, some people would find it interesting. I'd find it interesting. I'm, yeah, I mean, if, you, if we can get it, it'd be interesting, but I, I don't know how well they mine if they're willing to. Like, if I figure out Ray Redax's last name, I'm going to just, I'm going to create a podcast that's his name. And I'll... <laughs> The mystery is like intriguing. I don't. I've tried um, to find his name. I don't I think can't. that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, well, People let's switch it a little bit. Let's. Well, how much uh, time do we got? Let's bring in a new inning. Uh, I don't know, maybe fifteen we're, minutes. We're at fifteen minutes right now. All right. Um, we we got early in the week. Somebody posted a link to a project, um, that. And it was like, yes, this is, it was calling. He's like, oh, yes, this is an actual use case. And they're actually using blockchain for something that hasn't been done before. And that was um, basically uh, what it looked like was giving access to, to banking infrastructure to like rural farmers. And Lucian posted that. Some country. Lucian. Okay. And um, it was great. It's called Hava. Yeah, it was called Hava. Have no Hava. I'm and it, it was great, but in the video, all it really seemed like is it was like, oh, it's giving that one or two degrees of separation for large banks to try and make a shit ton of money off of like rural farmers. Can we play the video? I can start it. I mean, yeah. I mean, we can, yeah. Yeah, we should actually, so the the users know or the I mean, listeners know. I've never heard of it, so what we're talking about. Uh, we'd have to go find it. We didn't pull it I up, know. Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, I even think it. that we were gonna talk about this. I just saw it, and got excited. Um, where is it? I got it here. You got it. Yeah. Pause block party. Sebagian besar waktu panen berlimpah. Sebagian besar waktu kita Now it's not loud enough. That was fine. Kita terlalu banyak. Let's go to where they're not speaking kita a different language. Muda itu. Well, there were subtitles. Yeah, too bad you can't see that. Yeah, I heard what he said. What's up, man? We'll go out for coffee. All we have to do is enjoy it and hope that it's spicy enough. Within that bowl of rice lies the engine of the world's food supply. Tens of thousands of years this ago, the CTO of Amazon. Then villages, Werner Vogels. then cities, and empires. Eventually, the simple act of learning to domesticate grains led us to where we are now a global economy and a population of 7.4 billion. 
combined, rice, corn and wheat feed 80% of the world's population. Rice alone feeds almost half of humanity. That is 3.7 billion who depend on rice to survive. Not to mention a Fast forwarding. They connect rural, <coughs> smallholder farms with banks and distributors of goods like seeds, fertilizer and tools. It is simply the sharing of hard-to-obtain data that makes this possible. With this system, good information is the basis for good credit and goodwill. In our current economy, data is currency. The HARA process right. is simple. So, pause it right there. Yeah. So, they got they built this fancy app in rural farmers, rice patch, uh, rice patches? I don't know. Sure. Whatever they are. Uh, are, are basically inputting all kinds of different data points into this app and then they're getting that data at scale and selling the shit out of it to these banks and maybe a little bit of like a little bit of money gets put back into the farmer's hands no it's enough for them to buy stuff like it's it's for them to operate like it's 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 allowing them to get loans and operate as and then not go through loan sharks and have 60% markups on the, like yearly markups on their fucking loans. It's making a drastic impact on the farmers lives. Watch the video. Oh, Did you watch the video? I watched the video. I watched the whole thing. Well, we're going to put it in show notes so other people can yell at you for saying that incorrectly. I didn't say what did I say incorrectly? That they're not it's not making an impact on the on the farmer. I didn't say that. You literally just said that. You just said that, bro. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So it's having impact on the farmer. But what... I mean, what are they not getting monetarily? Like, what kind of money is being made off of them? Does it matter? What did you get excited about, D? I didn't get excited about any of it, but you everybody else got, did. No, you said, right oh, and I got excited. How, how is like? Are you mad no, if a business makes an impact on someone's lives and they make money in the process of doing that? I mean, it just doesn't. You were just talking about business and it's just, software as a service. If you if yeah, you consume software as a service, are you mad that the company that you're buying is making money? No, no, no. I'm not. All I'm saying is, is it seems very I, I didn't even disagree with I just pointed out that it's such a different vein of excitement. It's such a different like theme of excitement nowadays than it was in the earlier times of crypto. Where now it's just like, oh yeah, that's a really great thing that's gonna make the banks more money and it's gonna make things a a little bit better for everybody. But it's cool that somebody's just doing something that actually works and i was like man all the ideology is totally gone now like we're we're moving past that point i don't know i think it's i think it's it's a parallel vein it's 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 we can do both at the same time and it's it's we're we're simultaneously pushing the boundaries of centralized world money like sovereign sovereignty over your own finances while also making the other side less shitty it's not. It's not. It's not mutually exclusive. It's not one or the other. How are they getting sovereignty over their own finances if they're getting paid in a token that I'm, that I'm not, is a company? I'm saying that, that this is a with. this is a completely different swim lane than something like Bitcoin. Yeah. And it, this doesn't take away from the sovereign sound money movement. 
it's just making other parts of infrastructure better than what it was. That it enables new business use cases using distributed ledgers, blockchain, whatever you want to call it, better. Mm-hmm. While also still doing like the the whole like sovereign money using the same type of technology is also happening and really important. But like mm-hmm. they don't take away from each other. It's just it's like that's the rising that. tide raises all ships type of thing. Like the, the, everything gets better. I can see that. Like the, the the a tool is you know a great tool. The more general it is, and then this just goes to show that blockchain can do lots and lots of things. I get that. I get that testimony. That's why, um, that's the, that's why I see this. That's like this, what this is is oh shit we found but, something that's useful. It's very funny. Like Mark, somebody I, Mark dropped off. A mentor of mine told me back like early, early when I was just in the Bitcoin, and he made a very, I think, wise observation about everything. And he was like, "Well, to me, obviously, it seems the more public a blockchain is, the more it's going to be the money of the poor, and the more private a blockchain it is, the more it's going to be the money of the elite." And I was like, "What?" And he was like, "There has to be a separation. You don't understand. You like." You don't get humanity yet. Ooh, and that's cool. Burn. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's why he's a mentor. Mentors are supposed to challenge you Welcome like, back in lots of ways. Huh? Mark rejoined. Hey, Mark. And, oh, yeah. I got disconnected. And I was just like, oh, he could be right there. I think that's a that's a really <laughs> wise thing to say. Like, that's a, that's a very, very correct yeah, it's it's such a scary thing that he said to me, and I was like, "Ooh, man, I hope." I mean, either way, if I'm invested in Bitcoin, I'm still gonna, you know, me personally, I will get the byproduct of financial success from that. But like, that's a scary thought to be that wise for thinking. So, but anyways, Let's um, wrap up. yeah, uh, we need to wrap it. Mark, anything you want to so, say before we before we wrap it up? Uh, no, just thanks for doing what you guys do. Shout! Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening week in and week out. We're gonna look into trying to get you some more concentrated Lightning Network uh, content. Awesome. And some signed autograph pictures of Roger Bear. <laughs> Whoa! I three, so. <laughs> All right. So, um, if this is your first time listening. Um, we're the Bitcoin Podcast, the flagship show of the Bitcoin Podcast Network. The Bitcoin Podcast Network is a slew of shows. Um, slew. That, a slew. A slew of shows. A slew of shows. Um, and you will get content all, all across the map. There's Long Blockchain Podcast. There's the Bullpen Podcast. Um, Crypto Till Infinity. Dose of Ether. Hashing It Out. Uh, announcements. Um, what's the other one that I do? Just the headers, uh, where I talk about the headlines in crypto. And thank you to, oh, who did it? Someone sent me a message that was a list of about 10 different sources that I can now add to my RSS aggregator so we can have more headlines than just... That was Joe. um, It was Joe? I think so. Who? Joe Blau. No, no, no. It wasn't Joe. Joe's doing his own thing. It was somebody different. Somebody um, who wasn't worth remembering. Yeah. Uh, I want to say Leonard. I want to say it's Leonard. 
Anyways, thank you, Slack member, who hooks me up with that. I really appreciate that. Um, oh, your boy. Know. Your boy was on a podcast. So if you yep. need more cello in your life, I appeared on the PayPod, uh, which is on iTunes and all that. Or you can go to sorepay.com, click on podcast. And me and the host, we talked about investing in cryptos, blockchain technology usage in business, as well as something called stable coins, which everyone was asking me about. So uh, me and him go toe to toe. What do you think about stable coins? I want to know. Or listen, just... listen to the episode, bro. No, you're not gonna plug another show on our show. Just tell me what you said. <laughs> Why do that? Is, that's exact. That's marketing. Yeah, I'm plugging the show on the show. So you oh, what? And then on that show, I plug our show. Infinite Ooh. loop of plugs. There also, you, you were on. You were on the Crypto Cousins show. You never tell anybody that. Because I like. I consider myself fine cologne. All right, it needs to be discovered and not advertised. Uh, that's not how fine cologne works at all. That's how it works. It should be discovered. When, that's like, not how you know, the, the, the perfume no, no, industry no. works whatsoever. Do you, do you just, what, no, because anybody anybody wearing discovered cologne when you're when you're lady and you get close and she's like, mm, "You smell good. What is that?" And you're like, "That's right, girl." Oh, you see that commercial that they play all the time? That's what that is because she knows what. I'm that not is. talking about the commercials of the like the the dudes that are glistening and they're like, oh, and by the way, I smell good while I glisten. X. I'm talking about the real life interaction you have. You shouldn't be walking around smelling like a, a perfume bottle. You should just put a little bit of cologne on and let people discover that shit. Also, we have a, uh, a donate website now where you can donate FBTC or LTC to the podcast and get on a leaderboard that shows mm -hmm. how much you've donated versus everybody else so that you can beat them and be the best donator yep. in the world. You want, to, you want to tell them where they can find that button or you want them to just discover it? <laughs> discover it, baby. Yeah, go to the website, bitcoinpodcast.com. There is a donate button in the nav bar, which will take you to the web app that I built, which will be having additional functionality over time. So right now you can do SBTC and LTC. I'll add more coins, add more functionality, yeah. make the leaderboard better, et cetera, over time. So we should make it lightning. Uh, That's what I want to do. Lightning compatible. I want to have it lightning available. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, you know, that's that, guys. Listen to our stuff. Read our yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. Thank you for another week. Shout out to uh, Taylor Rooks, Zoe Saldana, and Zazi Beats. Um. Play.